And we're recording. And we're on Facebook Live. How you doing, Zach? Good. Okay. This is iBass Radio, the business podcast where we always lead with hair. Talking about hair again. And we never talk about business. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think hair has a lot to do with business. That's a good point. I remember hearing a study a long time ago that taller guys tend to move through the ranks faster, move up in their career because they seem more impressive. But there's a little known secret about tall guys, which I'm going to share with you. Not many people know about this. Tall guys are big doofuses, man. <laughs> There's no reason why big, big, tall, goofy guys should be moving up faster. But It's also harder to see their hair because they're yeah, higher up. So. It's a status symbol. So speaking of hair, man, since you brought it up, <laughs> one got my hair cut this week, and I remembered our conversation that we had last week about how your hair is cool and you have kind of a cool style mm-hmm. on your hair. So normally I would just get the whole thing cut as a two. I just go a two. It's simple. It's low-key. It's easy. It lasts a long time. You can't notice how bald I am when it's just all short. But I was remembering you got a cool kind of fade, right? Mm-hmm. So I went in there. I went four on top, two on the sides. Whoa. Does not really look much better <laughs> at all, man. I can't avoid it. There's no way for my hair to look cool. I do think it looks better than, than last week. Really short. I, it's cut. So right. whenever my hair starts to grow out, we're just going. <laughs> this is going <laughs> I figure the world would want to hear more about my hair and about your hair. Whenever my and hope God willing you'll go bald someday. I really I hope that for you, so you can know. <laughs> and God willing for me, you'll go bald, so I can see you go through that. I hope we're still friends yeah. when that happens. Um, when you start to go bald, I hope you're still alive when that happens. Yes, I hope so too. I really do. I hope I live to see the day when you start losing your hair. It's going to make me feel so good when that starts to happen. Um, the place where you're bald doesn't grow, right? So as your hair starts to grow out. It grows up around the bald strip that you have. Like, in my case, I have in the middle of my head. I see. So as the hair grows, you just start looking worse and worse and crazier and crazier. You get dad hair, man. You get dad hair. And it's so sad to be a dude with dad hair. Mm -hmm. And then you look at yourself, and it's just, like, puffing out around the bald spot. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get into our topic of the day, uh, we're going to have some merchandise available pretty soon. Are you working on that? Yeah. Oh, so uh, if you want to know when that comes out, follow us at Instagram or Twitter. It's uh, ibass underscore business. Excellent. I guess we should put a, a, lo- like a logo up on the website or some kind of an image that lets people know where exactly to go. Yes? Mm-hmm. We'll do that? Yep. And and Zach is gonna design all the all the clothing and all the where we're gonna have hats, hats, shirts, and mugs, and coffee mugs. Zach will be designing all of that because you don't want me designing the clothing <laughs> that you're gonna wear. There's nothing cool about it. I got no I got no style. With my my yeah. wife buys all my clothes. I remember once I went out to lunch uh, like a business lunch with a friend, and I went there wearing a shirt similar to all the shirts that I have, which are just like checkered Kirkland Costco shirts. Mm-hmm. And he was also wearing a checkered Kirkland Costco shirt. The dad shop. Yeah. Totally dad shop, man. I was talking to him. I said, we could be models for Costco clothing. <laughs> you could totally just see me wearing Costco pants, Costco shirt. Your dad's, your dad's all Costco, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. 100%. You? I'm, a, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm probably like 60%. Are we just getting everything that we use in life from Costco? Yeah, well, it's a good deal. It's great. It's the best. <laughs> That's man. the thing. I'm eating Kirkland bacon. <laughs> you can't be... Actually, Consumer <laughs> Reports says that that's like the best stuff. Really? Yeah. It's actually, the highest quality? Kirkland Signature. Yep. So I once at a Chamber of Commerce meeting saw the CEO of Costco give a presentation about his company. And what he was saying is Costco 
is vertically integrated. So like they own all their own farms, they have their own like clothing. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like their own factories. Like they own all their stuff, so they can make sure it's all high quality. Like they don't necessarily mm -hmm. outsource it and then just buy it and put it on their shelves. Okay. Like they like own the whole process. They make the whole thing. Like okay. they got their own hot dog factory. So all the hot dogs that you eat mm -hmm. from Costco is made in their own plant. It's like they buy those from somewhere Pretty else. Cool. It is. Yeah, so. I can't remember if it was the CEO or just someone on the board of Costco, but did my uh, college like graduation speech. Was it good? No. No. <laughs> I don't think it was this guy. This guy was good. Okay. They, so. they, yeah. they probably sent some lame assistant over. So I don't know why I brought that up, but yeah. it was terrible. But, so, but Costco. But it happened. It happened. All right. I believe you, man. You don't have to try to convince me. I believe you, bro. And um, But that guy was pretty good. And he was nice. just he was wearing the same clothes as everybody in the audience, just all Costco. Costco khakis, Costco old man shoes. Yep. Speaking of old man shoes, we're going to get on to our let's, – let's talk about what our topic is. Yep. The topic for today is fear. What, what specifically about fear? You mentioned so, it. Because fear is like is a two-edged sword, double-edged sword, however yeah. you prefer to say that. It's got, it can be useful, uh, and it can be a hindrance. Oh, yeah. That's right. Okay. That's good. Fear. I like that. Can I go back to the old man shoe thing real quick? Yes. Yeah. So once I went out shopping with my wife. This is not that long ago. And I, I found a pair of shoes I really liked. And I said, honey, I'm going to buy these shoes. And she said, Adam, don't buy those shoes. So why not? She said, those are old man shoes. Do you really want those? Well, you're, you're not old. You're young. Buy something cool. I said, what? These shoes are cool. These are not old man shoes. I'm getting these. So I got them against her advice. All right. So uh, cut to like five months later. We went to a symphony. And, and symphony, have you been to the symphony before? No. All right. We went to a symphony. Symphonies are a lot of old people. Anytime you go to a play or anything that's like arts, it's always a lot of old people there checking that out. Okay, so I'm walking briskly because I'm not old, and then kind of next to next to me and my wife walking, there's this old man kind of shuffling along, and there he gives me an elbow. She's like, oh, check no. check out his shoes. <laughs> Sweet shoes he's got over there. I was wearing the exact same shoes as this super old man. Yeah. So lesson learned. All right, let's talk about fear. When was the last time you felt super afraid of something? Why don't you tell me that? Um. Either way, I, either if you're going to start a new venture or if just something super frightening well, before happens. Before we get into this, what do you think? Does Do nerves, are those an indicator of fear or is that completely different than fear? Are nerves an indicator of fear? I think nerves are an indicator of fear. For example, if you're nervous before you have to get up and, st and talk in like front of a big crap, speak. public speaking, yeah. totally fear. Um, if you're about to, here's another one, if you're in a meeting or something, just, just a business meeting. Or even if you're with a group of friends. And you really want to say something, but it just kind of it won't come out because you're scared yeah. how everybody's going to react. Yep. That's one thing. Another time when, when you can get nervous, and I think it's an indication of fear before you spend money on something. You're really hoping it's going to turn out, and you get a little bit nervous before you do that. Asking a girl out on a date or for a dance. What's it been, like 40 years since you did that? It's or? been a long time, man. It's been a long time. Um, <clears throat> not 40 years. <laughs> oh, sorry, my bad. I not, was just looking 40, at your shoes and not, got but, the impression. Dude, no, thank you. That's a, a sweet, <laughs> sweet zinger, dude. Sweet zinger. Um, like, so that, that kind of stuff is nerve-wracking. All right, so let's take, let's take the example of public speaking. All right? You, you've done a fair amount of public speaking. Yes, yeah. I have asked, I've been asked to get up and speak at, um, at weddings as a best man on a couple of occasions. So. How, many, how many best man weddings I think I've done, done three. I've done three. 
Wow. The same dude twice because he got married. The he got divorced. <laughs> he had me back. Um, uh, and <laughs> but you, I think you've done a lot more public speaking than I have. You still get nervous before you go up? I do. Okay. It's definitely significantly decreased, uh, but it, I still do, especially like right before it just hits me. Okay. So that fear that you feel before you go up. Do you think it's a hindrance, or do you think it serves some purpose? I think it serves a purpose. And okay. I've watched a TED Talk. Well, you can go either way. Some people take the nerves or take that fear, and it shuts them down. Okay. But if you, how you treat that fear or nerves makes a, a big difference. If you use it as, okay, this is going to help me. This I, I'm using this to sharpen my abilities. Mm-hmm. If you go in with the mindset, it changes the whole the whole game, and it is true. Yeah, one of the things I've heard is that fear a lot of times can be a sign that you're not prepared. Have you ever heard that before? Mm-hmm. That you just, for example, in the case of public speaking, if you're super scared, it's because maybe you feel like you didn't practice enough or you don't know the material well enough. That's true. That would be one thing. Um, or if there's a particular speech or a talk that you're giving, and if you've never given it before, you're not... You know, you're not real sure what the cues are going to be, how people are going to react, that kind of thing. I know before I got up to give a toast, I got I get super nervous before I have to public speak. Super, super nervous before I have to public speak. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think like you said, it actually is, is a good thing. But I, I'm going to take a little bit of a different angle. I think anything where you have to overcome some kind of a, of a challenge or an insecurity where you force yourself to break through some barrier, I think that's always healthy. Mm-hmm. It's always good to overcome those kinds yeah. of challenges. Um, Russell Wilson, quarterback of the Seahawks, um, says that the close games are a lot better than uh, than if they have a blowout win. Yeah. Because for all the young guys on the team, that overcoming that challenge or that fear, like I'm about to lose this thing, and when you do overcome that, that helps – for future games, whereas a blowout win, that doesn't teach you anything. Oh, yeah. Um, and have you ever had a, a time when you were super scared of doing something and you really wanted to do it, but you were super scared and you just, you wussed out? Yeah. You backed awful. out? It's the worst. So in that regard, if it keeps you from doing something you really want to do, I would say that definitely is a hindrance. But, man, it's it's really a big opportunity to, um, to help you boost your confidence. Yeah. And help you feel like you're really living a good life, don't you think? Mm-hmm. As far as the fear of not knowing your material well enough that you were talking about, I would say if you can let that fear set in like a week or two uh-huh. before that event happens, do that because then it'll want you to prepare yeah. so that you don't have that type of fear before. So you could almost try to imagine how you're going to feel right before you go up exactly. and just let those nerves hit you. Because you could do that. Yeah, I've done it. I do that yeah. too, yeah. I mean, when I had to give toasts as a best man, I started getting nervous like well in advance, and it caused me to like go in front of the mirror, get out my notes, and start practicing in front of the Perfect. mirror. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. All right, let me take a little bit of a second here to talk about IBAS Business Solutions. You all right with that? Fire away. All right. IBAS Business Solutions. I specifically want to talk about our cost reduction program. It's 500 bucks. We guarantee you we'll save you $5,000 a year. That's a pretty good deal. That's a pretty good deal. Don't be scared to call in. The phone number is 425. You have nothing to, nothing to fear. And if you, are, if, you, if you are scared about calling in, take it as an opportunity to overcome that fear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're afraid of saving money, yeah. 
That's a bad, that's, that's not warranted. Because only good can come of this. If we don't save you at least $5,000 a year, we'll give you the 500 bucks back. The reason we decided to start doing this service is because we have 150 business clients, accounting clients, and we see what's going on in the lives of business owners, and we know that so many business owners are vastly overpaying on certain types of categories of expenses. And we got a great and simple solution to help you save the money. Give us a call today, 425-332-5058, extension 101, if you want to talk to me. If you don't want to talk to me, I always say this, but I'm, probably don't put, have I'm putting this in their head. <laughs> if you don't want to talk to me, then don't dial one zero. I don't know why it's funny to me. It just seems it's like, kind of like heroin. You just always talk it just about seems it. like a curious thing to say. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, what I always say is if it's too good to be true, it's definitely too good to be true. But this is just a good deal. But so. this, yeah, just give it a, give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. You can't lose. I'm saying publicly I'll give you your money back. I can't go back on this. It's on Facebook Live. You could just replay the video. Or anywhere. Or any one of the platforms <laughs> where you can find our, fi our fine content available. Um, since it's Halloween season, I want to go ahead and talk about a terrible type of fear. The type of fear that we impose on ourselves when we watch horror movies or put super scary stuff up in our neighborhood. There's yeah, no benefit to this, right? Yeah. Or is there? I think suspense is, is something that we all want. You think honestly. so? I hate it. But go ahead. You, you, you hate it? Like the, like the feeling of actually being terrified that something mm -hmm. bad might happen to you? You think it's something humans like search out for some reason? Well, yeah. Well, if it's in a movie, it's like you can feel it, but not, but know in the back of your mind that you're not actually experiencing that. But you like that feeling of being scared? Do you like roller coasters? I do. You do. All right. So you like that feeling of, oh, something bad's going to happen, that, mm -hmm. that suspense. You like yeah, that? You but like I that used state? To not, I, but I now I love it. I hate it. I don't get it. So that's <laughs> interesting. My, I think my brother, my brother Brian, likes it too. I hate it. Like, have you ever watched a super scary movie before? Yeah, just one. I don't really watch horror movies, but I don't either. I don't either. But like a, a suspenseful movie, I'm always in for that. You're in for that, man. I've watched, I've watched a terrifying horror movie in my life when I was little. I I just I can't get my head around why people would want to terrify themselves. Have you ever been in your house? Well, you, probably, uh, you tell me if this happened. This happened to me before. Have you ever been in your house and you just thought you heard like a threatening noise coming from somewhere in the house? Oh, yeah, all the time when I was homeschooling and I was like 11 or 12. Uh, were, you, were you there by yourself? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so how did that make you feel? I'm like, where's my pocket knife? And so you could start sta <laughs> just <laughs> stabbing an invader with yeah. your pocket knife? I'm like, oh, it's just my mom. Yeah. The invader shows up. He's like, whoa, no, or an 11 year old with a pocket knife, man. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm just, most of the time, it was yeah. just nothing. I'm a grizzled gang member, but this 11 year old with a pocket knife, man, he's just going to get the better of me. Man, when I grew up, here's something you probably don't know. When I grew up, I lived in a terrible neighborhood. Really? My parents had us living in a really bad neighborhood. Like right across the street from my house, there was this alley where Cholo, just Mexican gang members would be mm -hmm. hanging out. There was graffiti all over the place. Our house when I was young got broken into more than 10 times. No way. So much so that we had to put bars up on the windows. Like I lived in that kind of house. Where was this? It was, in, it was outside of downtown San Diego. Uh, yeah, it was outside of downtown San Diego. Not a good neighborhood. I went to school in a different neighborhood. I don't know why my parents bought a house there. It was a peculiar decision, man. But I lived there from the age of like 1 to 12. And so people actually broke into our house. And the idea of someone being in our house, 
I find it so terrifying. And so around this time of year, like with Halloween, let me, before, let me ask you this. So obviously I know you're not into ghouls and goblins and all that. I'm not either. But like, what about the idea of going to a haunted house? Not holiday related, just going into a haunted house. Does the experience seem fun to you? Mm, not really. Like being chased by a dude with a chainsaw or something like that? <laughs> I would avoid a guy chasing me with a chainsaw. You would, right? <laughs> yes. What about a, a, a crazy witch that every time you walk by goes like, <laughs> and just scares the Those are just annoying, honestly. They, they kind of freak me out. Or have you ever seen, a, we were talking about Costco earlier, around this time of year they start putting zombies up and stuff that you can buy. Like we went last year and there was this super tall ghoul, I think a ghoul, like a Frankenstein-like creature, mm. and his eyes lit up red, and his head would start swiveling. And he scared the daylights out of my kids. You like that scene a little bit or no? It's scary. Um, it's funny watching kids get scared. Oh, you like watching kids get scared. <laughs> I mean, I don't get Halloween overall. Um, you know what Halloween feels like to me? Actually, the whole thing, So, but now I'm understanding better. You know what? You know it's pretty easy to have happen. You think that a lot of your tastes and perhaps prejudices, it's super easy to think that the whole world sees sees things the way that you do. Mm -hmm. So this is good because I'm seeing you actually like being being afraid, which I hate more than anything. I do. I do like the feeling of being nervous. You like it? Yeah. Huh. All right, man. I uh, I, I hate it. You like heights? I do. Oh. Okay. I used to not though. I don't know what changed, but like a few years ago, like my fear of heights and fear of fear itself, it just all went out the window. I'm pretty good at overcoming fear. Like I, I can make myself do something against what my instincts are telling me mm -hmm. a lot. I could do it a lot. In business, here's an example in business. Oh, sorry, I'm jumping around too much. But let me just quickly follow up this thought on Halloween. The thing where we put up ghosts and goblins and witches doesn't it feel a bit antiquated in this day and age? Because I'm pretty sure Halloween has its roots in Old Hallows' Eve or whatever. Mm -hmm. When people actually believed that, I, I don't know, I think you had to like exercise demons or placate the dead or something like this so they wouldn't well, yeah. curse you. They believe that if, if you didn't, um, like, well, the tree part, if you didn't do something good then or give them like sacrifices or whatever. Yeah then the demons would play jokes or practical jokes, yeah. that kind of thing. That kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we don't really believe that anymore, right, as a society? Well, I mean, all holidays are just kind of turned that, into, from what their original roots are just... We're just keeping it, right? They just, yeah. It seems like it would be a lot more rational, at least for Halloween. Like, I get why people want the kids to dress up and they walk around, want to walk around and get, get candy. It's kind of cute, and I guess there's like... There's a sense of community to it. Like, hey, the kids are dressing up. It's cute. And they walk around and they get candy. Couldn't we just scrape away the whole thing where there's like dudes chasing you with chainsaws and crazy witches hanging up in the trees and just go for the candy and the, and the costumes without all the, all the demon-related stuff? Yeah, I mean, you can just give your kids gifts whenever, basically. Correct. But if we had to have a national holiday, like, couldn't it just be gift-giving day? So instead of having to like lie to our kids about Santa Claus, I remember we um, we told our son Isaiah we're getting off of fear and we'll get back to it. We told our son Isaiah, "Hey man, there's no Santa Claus." We just we just told him like, mm -hmm. "Dude, there's no Santa Claus. It's not real." Mm -hmm. 
And so he went to school, and he's telling the other kids, there's, there's no Santa Claus. Santa Claus ain't real. And the other kids are like, uh-huh, Santa Claus is real. Right? So then they take it to a teacher. And they're like, teacher, Isaiah's saying Santa Claus. Isaiah's a yapper, dude. He's like, and he argues, too. And he's like, um, they, Isaiah's saying Santa Claus isn't real. We, our parents told us he is real. Uh-huh. So what is it? Is he real or is he not real? So what do you think the teacher said? That he is? That he is real. <laughs> so we've gotten ourselves into this situation as a society because of the way we've structured holidays where the teachers who are supposed to be educating the kids about what is and what isn't feel like they have to lie to the children mm-hmm. to keep the myths alive. Yeah. Which is strange. All right. We're at the 20-minute mark. I'm going to go ahead and talk about IBAS forums. Do you right. mind if I do that? Yep, that's a good topic. IBAS forums. It's our social network. We're in the beta testing phase. Here's the idea, CPAs, attorneys, anybody else? I'm going to go plastic surgeons. I'm just going to throw I'm going to throw that in there, you know? Plastic surgeons you're always getting the same questions about liposuction. Actually, Botox. It doesn't actually work cuz it's not like business owners would be asking whatever, plastic surgeons, you're you're welcome, all right? You're always getting the same questions about liposuction. Botox, CPAs, you're always getting the same questions about uh, payroll tax withholdings and estimated uh, quarterly taxes. Lawyers, you're always getting the same stuff about how do I form an entity. Same questions over and over again. Why is Chick-fil-A not open on Sundays? It's a religious thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, who would be getting asked that, the lawyers? I have no idea. Attorneys, you know, you're getting (laughs) sick of answering this question about Chick-fil-A over and over again, all right? There's tons of people all across the country with this same questions, with these same questions, why not just go on IBAS forums, answer it once. We charge people $20 a month to get answers from professionals. If the question's already up there, they won't have to ask it. And every time somebody consumes the answer to the question that they have. Answer consumption. Answer consumption. You get paid. You answer once. You tell your clients to post questions on IBAS forums. You get paid for your answers. It's a pretty sweet deal. Zach, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, just imagine that your answers are really good hamburgers and you own a food truck. So... Dispense them. Boom. Dispense them. You get Sell paid. Sell those answers. That's it, man. But instead of having to drive around in like an old van and, and spend gas money, and perhaps you know you can't find a good place to park, just go on high bass forums. Exactly. And cook up them answers and get paid for them. I think this metaphor works well. Yes. All right. So going back to fear. Here's a, in business. Have you, you you've dealt with this too? I'm sure. Maybe you had to deal with it with me actually. Um, in business, one of the I think one of the scariest things is having to deal with a client that you know is unhappy. Have you had to do that in the washing machine business? Uh, yes, actually. Yeah, that's not fun, is it? No. No, and we've, <laughs> had, and we've had it here where customers have called up, you know. A lot of times it's not even our fault, probably same with you. It's not our fault, but for one reason or another, your client or your customer is just livid about some perceived wrong, and they think it's your fault, and they want you to solve it, and you gotta get on the phone and talk to them. Man, that is scary. Is that scarier than a roller coaster? Yeah, trying to avoid uh, bad reviews that is a challenge. Yeah, trying to avoid bad reviews and trying to do the right thing, but also maintaining your dignity intact. Mm-hmm. Because especially if you know you're not wrong, you don't want to have to grovel. Yeah, it's you, the worst. You don't want to have to grovel. But sometimes just to smooth things over, and you've got this, this idea when you're business of the customer always being right, Sometimes you just have to you have to give in to the situation. You have to apologize profusely. I've had to give huge re- refunds 
I've given people back over a thousand dollars a month, even though I was right, or not a thousand dollars a month, a thousand bucks, even though I was right, just to maintain the peace. So that's a rough one. What was one of the scariest things you've done recently, Zach? That just totally freaked you out. Um, public speaking. Oh, that's so. That's always. Yeah. That's always freaks you out. That's always. That's the the hardest thing for me. I'll tell you a super freaky thing I've had to do. But then you tell me if this will freak you out. Um, so we live kind of out in the country, and we get we get mice running up in our house, and sometimes we got a mouse or a big rat in the house. And a lot of times there's no other option than to just try to corral them and get them to run out of the house. Does dealing in rodents freak you out a little bit? No, I always loved it. Like we had used to have like some uh, rats that lived in our garage. So my dad was one day uh, grabbed a baseball bat, and it was like we could see it running across the top, and he oh, would like man. swing out. I was just having a great time oh, watching him. Oh man, I I hate rats and mice. Really. Oh man, so that that'd be a situation for me. Or cockroaches? How are you with cockroaches? They don't bother me. They don't bother you. They they don't bother me as much anymore. But having to deal with rats, I don't know why. I just feel like I feel like they're gonna run up my leg and get inside my clothes oh, yeah. and just give me you know kind of give me the, <laughs> just give me the heebie-jeebies. Um, and so when that's the thing where I just gotta get my head around like this is ridiculous. You can't be. You have to start rationalizing it mm-hmm. and just being logical. It's probably the same thing with public speaking. You tell yourself. Look, there's no way out. Exactly. I have to do it. This is ridiculous. Like, I'm just gonna get up and talk to these people. Maybe they like it. Maybe they don't. Doesn't make me a bad person if it goes if it goes wrong. Same thing with a mouse. Like, what's the worst that could happen here? Like, they run up my leg and it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like, that's not even that bad. <laughs> the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> have you heard that expression? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not like rat, mice or rats. The heebie-jeebies <laughs> is like. Not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of, in the grand scheme of things. Grand scheme of things. Have you ever been in, had to like physically defend yourself before? No. That is one dude. The idea that you might get into a fight is one of, in my opinion, one of the scariest moments. Really? In life, I think so. That's someone in the background checking us out. No, that is one of the scariest moments. So that wouldn't you don't think that would freak you out? No. Huh. It's never happened to you before. That's no, why. No, exactly. Yeah. Why has it happened to you? A, a, a bunch of times. Really? Because, like I was saying, I grew up in kind of a bad neighborhood. So, uh, how old were you, though? I mean, probably age one to ten, and then when I was in middle school, like I said, I, I didn't get into it last time, but I had a bully in middle school that used to pick on me too, and he would come at me like, "Dude, I'm gonna beat you up." The sleeves guy. Different guy. Different guy. I don't know why people pick on me, man. <laughs> So they just don't like to cut on my jib. They don't like the look of me. But I remember, so once in particular, when I was um, living in that bad neighborhood, there was this neighborhood kid who was a fighter. He would fight everybody. And um, we used to have nectarine trees that would hang over our fence. And we had a big sign on the fence that said, please don't steal our nectarines. Like, we know they hang over the fence. If you want some, just come knock on the door, and we'll give you some nectarines. And so the kids would come by, they would ignore it. And it was my job to go out there and ask them not to do it, right? And my parents gave me the job of doing that. So I saw this neighborhood tough kid, like, pulling nectarines off the nectarine tree. And I was like, um, hey, man, please do not just steal our nectarines. Next time, just come in, knock on the door and get a nectarine. And he's like, started cussing at me and told me he was going to beat me up. And he was just like, come outside, come outside. I'm going to beat you up. Like, I'm not leaving. I'm waiting here until you come out. You're gonna have to come out eventually. And I got scared. I went inside the house and I was looking out the window. And dude, that guy was that guy was patient. He was sitting out there for a long time and eventually I wanted to go out and play. 
And like the idea that he was going to beat me up scared me a lot. But I overcame that fear. I went out there. He didn't beat me up. He was, but it was scary. You don't think that would scare you? That, that, that the idea that you might have to get into a fisticuffs or kind of push someone off of you? No. Oh, man. But maybe if I did experience it, it would be different. Yeah, you probably never got socked before. No. I've been punched squarely in the face. And it, <laughs> it hurts real bad. <laughs> and it's real scary, dude. I mean, I used to oh, go up to man. this. I used to go up to this recreation center, and there was tough kids up there because it was a bad neighborhood. And like one day, I didn't realize what was happening. Some guy started kind of pushing me around, and I put I pushed him back, and he just boom just socked me right in the face, and that scared me forever about getting because you know if someone hits you clean in the face, you start to get like rubbery legs, man, and you can't like you can't move your arms. Mm. It, and then you know at that point you're just totally vulnerable. Luckily, some some people jumped in and broke us up. Okay, so before we end this um, end this podcast, let's go ahead and just give some concrete things about fear that we can use to overcome fear. You go first, I'll go second. Go ahead. Concrete, concrete advice that you've been able to put in play. So I would say, A, take it as a good thing. Take it as a good thing in advance. Right. Yeah. And one thing we didn't really touch upon was like fear in the sense of respect mm-hmm. of other people. Let's talk about that real quick. Okay, so if you really respect someone it could be that you fear that well just you might even fear your mom honestly you should fear parents need to put some fear in you yeah that's important but it's not a bad type of fear that's right it's like a a love and respect kind of fear a reverence so that is a good fear that's a good fear exactly agreed and another and and fear itself is a good thing because it shows that you care about something um at times that's no that's a very good point that's a very good point so fear is is a good thing actually for the most part and and as a as a, another reason why it's a good thing is because it gives you an opportunity to improve yourself to improve because if you overcome fear you do become a stronger better more confident person for me the number one way to overcome fear is to just totally try to rationalize it and just think your way through it that's always been the best way like when i had to give speeches as a best man when i've had to call clients when i've had to corral rats that gave me the heebie-jeebies Always just talking to myself and saying, dude, there's no way out. You're going to have to do this. So being scared is just not helpful. You got to put that feeling aside. You got to calm it down. And you just got to go ahead and do what you know you got to do without being scared. And in the business, I'll tell you another one too. Here's one we didn't touch on. We're running a little bit long. So um, another one is uh, make it like fear of a business decision and spending some money and allocating some resources towards some things that might not pan out. But again, I think you just gotta rationalize it. You gotta know, hey, I might, I might lose my money here. This might turn out to be a bad decision. It's scary that I'm gonna spend it, but I've decided that this is the correct course of action, and you just gotta go for it. Mm-hmm. You just gotta write the check. You just gotta swipe the card. I think rationalization really is the best thing, and if it works out, then you look like a freaking genius. Yeah. And fear helps us to, to count the cost, you know. That's a good point. No, if if whether or not to take that risk, but some people are just better at taking risks. But everyone can improve. Here's you where know, you if should. It, if it's worth, if it's good. Here's where you don't want to rationalize your fear. If there's a bear, <laughs> or if there's sharks, <laughs> especially if yeah. there's sharks, because those guys, some bears are cow- cowards. Sharks almost never are. Well, uh, we'll put the uh, Wizard of Oz creatures to the side for now, I guess. Which guys are those? Bears. Oh, what are lions, lions and tigers? And tigers. Yeah, 
if you're if those guys are around, <laughs> just forget it. I would say don't try to rush them. Don't be like this bear is here. I'm super scared, but you know what? I'm going down the path anyways. I've never been afraid of a good fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll show this bear who's the boss and just I'll punch him in the nose or whatever. I would say don't do that. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here. This was our episode on fear. Episode three. Did we talk enough about fear? Yeah, I, I think you could put, definitely make another episode out of it. About fear. Maybe we will. We'll see how it goes. All right, gang, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you for listening. We'll be back Wednesday at 11 p.m. Pacific. If you want to join us on Facebook Live, check out ibassbusiness.com. Signing off.